Can you imagine going two days without food or three or how about five? Can you imagine going five days without mm -hmm. food? In the past, no. Now, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so that's our week right now. We're in the middle of our uh, day, a five day water fast or five day fast. I'm doing one that's slightly different than Sonia's. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've done many of these over over the years, and uh, we're we're in the middle of teaching and, and taking people through our course called the Metabolic Fix. And so we're just sharing some of the highlights of that experience and the seven reasons to fast. Mm -hmm. And also just that relationship between fasting and how we relate to ourselves and our world, and how important this ancient healing practice is, and how we can incorporate it into our lives right now, yeah. and what by better understanding it. Yeah, and so we, we use these as great little resets in between mm -hmm. the seasons, but also, you know, maybe there's something big going on in someone's life and they need to just really get focused and, and you know, tap into that creativity and the curiosity that sits inside our head or our, you know, human experience that often we don't give ourselves time to do, right, mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis because of all the things that are going on. So fasting really gives us uh, an opportunity to, with a, a maybe clear view to see what's happening in, in our world and how we can maybe help shift things by by having a little more curiosity a little bit more dreaming mm -hmm. so enjoy the episode you'll find out my real reasons for fasting as well <laughs> stay tuned welcome to the health ignited podcast with your hosts dr nick and sonia jensen we are partners parents business partners doctors yoga teachers and retreat leaders we promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. What's up, everybody? Another episode with Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen here, and we've got a special week that we're in right now. We're in the middle of our fasting week, mm -hmm. and we've been with a group uh, called the Metabolic Fix that we teach uh, once a quarter, mm -hmm. roughly. Yeah. And we take them through the different seasons in life, right? The, the spring to summer to fall to winter and all the different seasons. There's a great little pivot point of implementing a fast mm -hmm. to break the cycle from the previous season. And so we can jump and start fresh into the next one. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to let go of the old so you can bring in the new and just create space and really a time to release all the noise that's in our world to kind of pause before you shift. Yeah. And so why why do you think it's important to be very timely with our fasts? Like mm -hmm. why, why do you think those seasons are so important? Um, well, it's, there's different reasons. So one is first, um, depending on your constitution and your body type, there's gonna be certain seasons that are gonna be really important for you to fast in. And just in general, that transition between our seasons kind of gives us a time to pause, to recognize that we need to shift how we're eating, how we're living, how we're moving and all the things that we're doing because the season outside of us has shifted, but also the season within is also shifting. Our microbiome is shifting, um, our needs that the body requires is shifting. So how we sleep is going to shift. So it just gives us this opportunity to reflect. 
Yeah. And reset too, right? You know, we mm-hmm. think about even just organ turnover, gland turnover, you know, we're, we're constantly making new skin cells, we're making new digestive cells, heart cells, liver cells, brain cells, we're constantly turning over. Mm-hmm. And when we're stuck in a mechanism, when we're overfeeding of just constantly putting food in the body, being stuck as a sugar burner, as we talk about often, you know, it's so common that we don't really give our body that proper reset to really put the right nutrients back into the cells that we're trying to recreate and and the new glands and tissues that we're trying to create in the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're just used to eating the same way all the time because food is just available, especially in the Western world. Um, We don't necessarily have to go with the seasons, but when you start to pause, you start to recognize how important that actually is for all aspects of your health, especially your mind. Um, because when you can get your physical body tuned in to the outside world, your mind also will follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another beautiful thing about the fasting experiences is, is, you know, to, to sort of play off the, the word pause, is that it's really forcing you to, to pay attention to the things that are really bothering you, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not uncommon where people go through a fast and, you know, memories come up, you know, you, you talk about this a little bit with, with your own experience that it's actually in a fast where you create space to deal with other things that maybe we're too busy with in our daily lives because we're, mm-hmm. we're you know, getting the kids ready for school. We're going through the motions of eating and maybe not paying attention to food. We're just kind of putting food in our body because it's that time or, yeah. or we're just so hungry. And so we have to consume food and we don't have that proper appreciation for what's actually happening in the moment, or maybe some of these patterns or these emotional behaviors that start to come up when we're in the middle of our fast, like mm-hmm. we don't always give ourselves space to really pay attention. But when you're fasting, you know, you're not making food, you're not eating food. And so you have more time and there and there's going to be stuff that triggers you, you're going to be triggered by the lack of food, the joy that's usually there that you get from food, you're going to be, you know, uh, you're going to be faced with different emotions that are going to rise. And it's an opportunity to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the quote that I always kind of speak to, like how you digest food is a reflection of how you digest life and how you digest life is a reflection of how you digest food. So fasting really does bring that to the forefront. It really does give you this awareness of like how much we rely on food for comfort, for distraction, um, the habitual stuff. And then it also gives you appreciation for it. So one mindset we really like to see for everybody is that fasting isn't you losing something, but you're actually gaining something. And I want to bring some um, awareness to a quote that one of our participants for this time around brought to our awareness by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And so he points out that to take notice if you're eating nutritious food out of fear or love, do we think if I eat this wholesome foods, I will prevent illness or disease lengthening my life, which is fear. Or I eat this nutritious foods because I am worthy of such and will honor my body for being my temple, which is love. So it's just that space of reflection that fasting really allows us to step into when we do start bringing or refeeding the body, which is the most important part of fasting really is that refeeding. Are we going to feel it with love or are we going to feel it for uh, with fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when, when I hear that quote, I think about so many things in life that we choose as a result of trying to avoid pain, trying to avoid the the consequence. You know, I I, want to get healthy because I don't want heart disease. I want to get healthy because I don't want cancer. It's like our whole frame is around trying to avoid some sort of negative outcome. Mm -hmm. When really, if we were to reframe, like I'm feeding myself because I'm nourishing all the amazing cells in my body that are giving me this vitality to show up in the way that I do in the world. You know, there's such a different 
relationship. And so we're, we're, we're really reprogramming our nervous system through this experience of fasting to give your body space to heal, to give your cells time to turn over and repair appropriately, to turn off inflammation in the body, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we want to go through some of the seven reasons to fast. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's do that right now. And the big thing too, to remember is that it's like an ancient practice that's been around for many, many years and many cultures and religions will have this a part of their lifestyle to bring that awareness back. So it always, before we start any sort of fast, there's always an intention that we want to tap into is the intention to get deeper into um, unveiling some things that we need to work through is the intention to just reset the microbiome is the intention to just have an experience of it. Cause that will also dictate the type of fast that you do. Mm-hmm. You do, do you want to talk about your intention for this one? Yeah. So right now I'm stepping into, or I've been doing a partial fast and then stepping into a water fast. So for me, it really was like spring cleanup. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to spring cleaning, like our house. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start with my body first and just give my body a break. Cause I was um, feeling like I was getting into these habitual patterns before this week because of the stress that we're under with the world and um, starting to lose some of that um, joy from cooking and experimenting with different recipes and all the things that I actually really love to do. But I was just kind of going through the day without that joy. So for me, it's about getting rid of some things that um, I was stepping into habit with and just to step into the space of like knowing that I'm giving my body this like rest and time to just clean itself out. So mine, it feels more like a, a detox and really starting to listen to my body too. Cause I spoke about that um, constitution piece, cause that will also help you understand when's the best time for you to fast. So it being a bit cold right now, is not the best time for me to fast. So I'm making sure that I'm having warming liquids throughout the day. Um, and also having some kitchery at the end of the night. So I'm doing again, that partial fast that allows you to have like five to 800 calories in the day. But for me, it's in a very conscious um, uh, meal window. Meal window. Mm-hmm. And so that I know I am getting that um, some of those benefits that we're going to be talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my intention, the fast is, is partly that too. It's spring cleanup time. There's habits that we sort of that sneak in that we don't necessarily, that aren't necessarily serving us. It's time to sort of wipe the slate clean. I also feel like there's an energetic shift going on the planet. Like, you know, obviously there's a lot of chaos still in the world, but it's also like things are starting to close and things are starting to change. And I want to be part of that momentum to like let go of some of that Mm -hmm. stuff that's been so heavy in our lives. And also like prayer into, you know, the people that are still challenged in the world and, and really prayer into our vitality, our resilience, our ability to overcome things. And so, you know, really sending that intention out to the world that, you know, we can go through challenging things and we can birth new opportunities. We can dream new things as uh, Sonia likes to speak to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's part of my intention. So I think, you know, to, to sort of cap off Sonia's point, it's so good to go in with an intention because when you're faced with the challenge of wanting food, <laughs> you got to remember why you're doing it, right? Because it's easy to get lost in that moment where you like, okay, it's just too much. I'm going to give up. I'm, I'm, I need that food right now. Yeah. Right. So we want to have an anchor point to give us a, a perspective on why we're doing what we're doing. So we're going to go through the seven reasons to fast some of the phenomenon that happened in the body. Obviously there's a thousand different things that go on in the body when you're fasting, but we're going to go through some of the more common seven ones that we like to talk about. So mm-hmm. first one, 
So one of the main ones is autophagy. So this is where your bad cells are getting eaten up and autophagy happens on a daily basis as it should. But often what happens when we're in a state of inflammation or in those habits, um, that process gets stuck and those bad cells are not leaving the body. So autophagy happens while we're fasting. So it starts to eat up those bad cells and really getting rid of that debris that gets left behind. Yeah. So super important one. And usually when we're stuck in a sugar burning state, we're not really registering that autophagy, that self-cleaning process. So Mm -hmm. it requires to turn off that high intake of carbohydrate and protein and that kind of thing to really upregulate that autophagy process. So next one is stem cell production. So uh, a lot of the work is Dr. Walter Longo talks about the stem cell uh, reproduction or uh, re-stimulation in the body that happens when caloric restriction comes into play. And there seems to be a magical window of around five days where your stem cells really start to surge in the body. And so this, uh, this experience of, you know, healing tissue, healing old injuries, or we're healing, you know, areas that have been stuck in inflammation for a period of time is really where we start to reestablish, you know, healthy new cell culture into tissues that, that need that support. Mm-hmm. And the third one is elevated ketones. So, Um, As you may know, as we've been listening to us, when we talk about the two different sources that the body uses for energy, one is glucose and the other one is ketones. Glucose is that wood burning energy where you have to keep feeding it. Okay, can you go back to cough? (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, I've been talking lots today. (laughs) Um, So again, glucose is kind of that energy that burns away very quickly and we have to keep refueling in order to use it. And it's not the best energy to use because as glucose goes up, insulin goes up and that creates insulin resistance, cortisol goes up. So all these hormones that don't really help support thriving in the body or growth or repair are going to be high when we're constantly burning glucose. It creates brain fog, it creates some dysfunction in our brain cells, our nerves and all these other various areas, whereas ketones it's more of a clean energy. So it's like an electric stove, essentially. So it can last a lot longer. It's cleaner energy that the brain could use up really, really well. And we have massive stores of these um, ketones that come from our fat cells that are around our organs and also the subcutaneous tissues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So near endless supply of energy Mm -hmm. that's sitting there in our fatty stores, which is, you know, that's why we were made. We were made to have fat stores to to burn through when there's periods without food. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, getting those ketones in the brain really helps with brain clarity and energy and focus and all sorts of other wonderful things. And it's that hybrid engine that we're really tapping into that, uh, that late energy stores. Mm -hmm. So the next one's energy diversion. So energy diversion is really like taking energy, like we talked about the ketone production and shifting that into areas that need to be healed. Right. So, so much of our day is so busy spent on digesting food and like, you know, we're having the snacks, we're having the, the, the main meals and our body's so focused on just digesting food that we don't have that energy for healing, for healing those chronic things, Uh, maybe to, you know, stimulate more mitochondria production in the cells. And that's part of that whole energy diversion process. So Mm -hmm. Sonia's favorite is the next one. Yes. Hormone optimization. So I touched a little bit on some of the hormones that will increase when we're burning too much glucose. So especially insulin. So for For example, um, in perimenopause, menopause, there is a tendency to move towards insulin resistance. So this is where women will have, and men too, during andropause, more weight around um, the waistline that can be really challenging to release. And it creates havoc in our sex hormones like progesterone, testosterone, and estrogen. 
So when we step into a state of fasting, we're cleaning up the debris around the cells so that the hormones can actually optimize and be more efficient in their communication. It's also down-regulating that insulin and that glucose so that progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone can do their jobs um, a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's some really interesting research of 1300 to 1200%, 1300% increase in growth hormone, mm -hmm. even just after a 24 hour fast. So there's a massive surge in these hormones when insulin and cortisol and some of these other hormones start to drop. Mm -hmm. um, powerful stuff. So the next one is resetting your DNA. So, you know, DNA, we've got our DNA that came from mom and dad, and that's like your inherent coding DNA that, that created our physical aspects or, you know, physiology. And then there's epigenetics. Epigenetics are basically uh, environmentally controlling our gene expression. And so when we're stuck in inflammation, when we're stuck in dis-ease, we often get stuck in a place where we're activating genes that are propagating the states of illness that are in our body. So when we're in that state of fasting, changing the fuel sources, you know, upregulating autophagy, inflammation starts to drop, and now we're programming our genetics in a different way. And, you know, even down to the level of the microbiome as, as is the next piece, you know, you, we're changing the way the microbes exist in our body, which also have massive influence how our genes are being expressed. So the environment is controlling the genes. As we change the supply of food in the body and force this change in the mitochondria to start using fat as a fuel becoming more efficient at it. We, we said we're sending signals to our genes, uh, moving us into more of a healing state in the body. So mm -hmm. powerful stuff. Yeah. So the last one, so the, here's like a reframe around nourishment and food. So when we're eating, are we actually feeding ourselves, our human cells, or are we actually feeding the microbiome, the bacteria and all the microbes that are in our gut? So we're actually feeding them and then they then will go do the work that they need to do in their communication with ourselves, with our hormones, with our everything else. So when we're eating, we're constantly feeding those microbes. And like Nick was saying, sometimes we're feeding the wrong ones and maybe one is being overfed than the other. And that's where this ease processes kind of start to show up, whether that's bloating for you or there's inflammation in the gut, anxiety, depression, um, all those things that can show up because your gut health isn't optimal, this gets to that this helps starve those bacteria so that we can reset it. And that, and that can be reset within three to five days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Nobel Prize in 2016 was in medicine was one on understanding this role of autophagy mm -hmm. and how when you're in these facet states, you're actually cleaning up the gut microbiome as well as you're cleaning up the pathogens, the viruses, the bacteria, the, the parasites, the fungus, a lot of these things that are uh, existing as a result of the food choices we make. So mm -hmm. it's like creating a clean slate in your microbiome. And then to your point of like the most important part of the fast. Yeah. And that's the refeeding. So when we, you know, we've shared this story often before um, when we did our first fast in the Philippines, I may have had too much food afterwards. <laughs> Um, it went from one meal to another restaurant and, and again, it was restaurant food. So that's also not ideal because we don't know what kind of oils are using. So when you want to refeed that microbiome, you really want to be choosy and we guide everyone through that process of like really bringing in foods that are going to be supportive for resetting and creating more of that diversity in your gut as well, because that is more important than the fast itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's lots of changes that happen yeah. as you go through this process and this journey in the body um, and highlighting some reasons too, like who can fast, who can't, like who should, who shouldn't. 
Um, you know, this is obviously a conversation, you know, best to have with, with a doctor or someone who's trained in this area to, to help navigate whether or not that's a good idea. But in general, like if you're talking about a relatively healthy individual, you know, this is what our body knows how to do. Our body has the intelligence to go away for a period of time away from food. We've always known how to do that physiologically speaking emotionally speaking, mentally speaking, and our capacity for stress and whatnot, we're not usually in a frame of mind to truly appreciate this. And that's why these kind of conversations are so important is that there's so much more to our physiology, our, 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 our mental um, capacity, our emotional body, than often we give credit for. I know even if I was to tell myself, you know, my younger self, you know, 20, 30 years ago that, hey, you're going to go five, maybe 10 days without food, um, I would think that my future self was crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But we do, we put ourselves in these experiences and we realize the capacity for resilience and, and what we can overcome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you tap into a whole new essence of who you, who you relate to as yourself. Right? Yeah. I think that's the biggest reason for fasting is uh, changing that relationship to yourself, to food and just how you relate to the world. And you just become so much more aware when you start to doing that, re that refeeding of what you're eating and why you're eating it. And really that why behind the decisions that you make when it comes to food. So it really does support that pause again. And, you know, it also can be very triggering. So we talked to this a lot about um, if we've had disordered eating in the in the past, it's going to bring up those emotions and those feelings. So it's really important to work with somebody that can help support you through this process because those beliefs will show up again. So you have to be really, again, going back to that why and that intention is so important. So I've shared before that I have a history of anorexia. So I always have to be very conscious and aware of my intent when it comes to fasting. And we're not encouraging everyone to go out there now and jump into a five-day fast. There is a method to the madness. You really want to support your body and you want to get your body ready to do something like that. But, you know, there's different things that you can do starting today. You can stop snacking and just mm -hmm. have three meals a day instead of snacking in between and see what that feels like. That's an experience of having a fasted window in between your meals. So it can be something so simple that you start with, and then you can step into some of these um, deeper dives. Yeah. Yeah. And Sonia's so good at bringing attention to that. And just again, obviously given your history and whatnot, mm -hmm. you know, and those are people that, you know, definitely should be a lot more cautious about entering into the world of fasting, but there's lots of places to mm -hmm. dip your toe into the water, so mm -hmm. to speak. So why do you keep fasting? What do I keep fasting? Yeah. Well, I, I love the, well, it's everything that we mentioned, you know, it's, it's knowing the science behind what's happening in the fasting, but it's also, it's the, the feeling you get on day four and five, or maybe even when you start eating again, you, you feel so alive in your body. You, you, you re-experience joy and purpose and intention and vitality in a way that you didn't realize you could. It's like climbing, you know, a massive mountain and overcoming mm -hmm. a huge obstacle. It's the victory of being able to go through uh, a challenging process uh, mm -hmm. that I think is so rewarding, you know, each time you do it. Mm -hmm. And, and I think people can get fasting burnout, right? I think people can fast too much and we did. like, I've done that before. Yeah. And it'll affect your hormones in a negative way. You know, we don't, we're not anti-food. <laughs> I think in the world of Love like food. polarity, <laughs> right. It's easy to go, well, why are you promoting not having a food? 
The point is, is that we want to have periods of diet variation. And part of that variation is having time without food. Mm -hmm. And it's a really nuanced understanding of how we relate to food. You know, you speak about the emotional connection to food, the emotional connection to ourselves, our, uh, you know, our lifestyle experience. You know, there's so many different aspects that we, we begin to appreciate when we go through a process like this. So it's not just that it's a black or white experience or, or a polarity experience. It's really like, we each find our own way with it. So why do you fast then? So I go through stages. My first one's usually because I should, because you're doing it. And then my second one is usually competition with you. Uh-huh. And then my third one is like that warrior in me of like, I want to prove to myself that I can do this again. And then I'll step into the real stuff of mm. like, okay, why do I actually want to do this? And I, and I know that feeling of feeling really good. Um, like you said, on day four and five, and then I could just keep tiptoeing between those lines of like, okay, how am I actually nourishing my body, knowing my constitution, knowing my hormones, knowing all, you know, my relationship with food, all of that. Am I serving all of that while I kind of go through these, these stages? Yeah. I love that you brought in competition. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's real. And we all, I think we all do that. If we see someone else (laughs) doing something, well, they can do it. I can do it. And then you want to recognize, okay, is it the right time for me to do it? And, you know, for, especially for couples, men can fast more men can fast in a very different way. So for women, um, that's also what we teach is like there's certain types times in your cycle, which is more beneficial for you to fast and other times it's not beneficial at all. So really being aware and conscious of that, not getting stuck in that loop of like, well, everybody's fasting. So I should just start, start doing it right now, but really being conscious and aware of like your why again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, and part of the experience of fasting is that there's there's one aspect of your mind that feels like time's going so slow it's like my god is it not day five yet what's happening mm-hmm. and then there's this other aspect that's experiencing the world in a different way without food mm-hmm. and so it's appreciating all of this these different you know fleeting moments that we notice where our mind is very grasping towards certain ideas whether it be you know, uh, an impetus to start fasting as a result of being in competition, but then appreciating that there's all these other dynamics that are sitting behind it. And I think that's important to, to recognize about ourselves. And, and it's, and it's also like a gift to recognize that it's sometimes these conversations that, that stir enough curiosity for someone mm-hmm. to investigate a little bit more and, and maybe want to, you know, give their body an experience mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So if you're curious, you can also go on our drsjensens.com website. Um, we have a, right now we're working with a group. So we have our live metabolic fix, but we also have a pre-recorded one that many have gone through with themselves or with their partners and they're doing it together and have had like huge success. So that might be another avenue if you're curious about this conversation to kind of step into. Yeah. So it's the metabolic fix online, um, which is on that website. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, catch us on the next live experience that we do. In the uh, fall. In the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Lots more to learn. I yeah. mean, I mean, that's the whole point of those courses is that, that we want to give you all the information, all the science, all the, the community, all, all the support so that you feel like you're doing this in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. And you've sort of addressed all the things that maybe you don't quite know about how you're going to move through, you know, the, the, a lot of those questions uh, or hopefully all of those questions get answered in those courses. Mm-hmm. So... For those of you who are joining us, happy fasting. And for the rest of you, uh, just reach out if you have questions.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited Podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.